Hello, hello, hello. Uh, me again. Welcome back to episode four of Meet Me in My Room. Um, as always, I'm so excited to be here, um, especially for a fourth episode. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Today, we have a very special guest, as all my guests are very special. Um, <laughs> we have a good friend. <laughs> a good not friend very of mine. special at all. <laughs> right, right. Not, no one is special if everyone's special. Um, no, you're, you're special if you get to be on my podcast and if you're not on my podcast. Got it. I'm going special, honey. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Um, <laughs> but um, I have Huli here today. Huli, tell, tell the people hello. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Hi. Um, yeah, my name is Huli. I have known Trey. How long have I known you, Trey? Since Girl, I, I, I 2018, like, I think? Maybe, yeah. Like around, maybe actually, no, 2017, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. We worked together. Um, we, yeah, I um, am now doing my master's in counseling psychology. I work at a counseling office. Um, I'm a Gemini. Apparently, everybody's saying <laughs> <their> <laughs> sign. I guess I'm a Gemini, okay? Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've known you for it feels like a lot longer than it's actually been. But I think that's yeah. just because we worked together like every day for eight hours for quite a long time. Right. Ago. We did. You know? We yeah. did. And then we were obsessed <laughs> with one another. <laughs> and yeah. we all we just had a very close knit group of um of people that went from like work pals to like BFFs and like, you know, homies. So I love that for us. Yeah. Um today we are talking about we're actually asking another question. And this week we're asking um, does everybody deserve the right to an opinion? That's the question we're asking. Um, obviously, this is really spicy. So um, grab your popcorn, take a seat, get ready for this one. <laughs> you might be mad. You might agree. Not sure. Y'all know we can talk about this. So totally. Holy. Do you believe that everybody has the right to an opinion? I mean, yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> end of end of uh, podcast. Um, end of podcast. End of podcast. The answer is yes. Um, no, I uh, of course believe that everybody is entitled to uh, an opinion. We all have opinions, like whether or not uh, we express those opinions. Everybody has an opinion on you know their respective topics. But um, I think the question for me becomes. Uh, whose opinions do we value the most? Whose opinions should we value the most? Right. Are every, everyone's opinions, you know, necessarily worth the same or backed by the same amount of evidence or, mm. you know, even how, how heavily should we weigh them? I think um, right. are there larger questions uh, regarding this topic? I agree with you. I, I think it's funny, actually. I, in my, like, disdain for people will be like oh my gosh like everyone shouldn't be able to have an opinion um but i don't actually believe that i do believe i think inherently um it's not even necessarily a choice right we're just we are kind of um kind of like groomed to to have an opinion about like most things and um i think it's a matter of of expression i think it's a matter of like do i think everyone has the right to express their opinions um no i don't i don't think that because i think a lot of the time um those like, opinions can be really hurtful, um, unnecessarily so, right? They're they're often a lot of the time they're they're they can be very emotional versus like you know factual, and um, a lot of the time there are a lot of opinions that like infringe on people's like personal rights and freedoms to um, to live, to exist, to to do you know opinions. People have opinions about like 
race, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Opinions about like hairstyles. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes people just don't, um, they just they just express their opinion in places that like are not necessary, you know what I mean? Totally. And I think a lot of the times too, because we're talking about opinions and like powers behind opinions, a lot of the times these opinions and, and these ideas that again, don't involve them. It could be something as small as your friend giving their two cents on something you didn't ask uh, right. them about, but it could also be as big as, you know, laws are made um, and founded on opinions. Like right. there's still places when we talk about even just, you know, bigger topics, we're talking about race, sexuality, gender, like the opinion that, you know, there's places in the world where women can't drive. There's places in the right. world where homosexuality has been illegalized like whatever that can even mean, because sexuality can't be helped. Uh, right. Even in North America, you know, the way that we criminalize indigenous folk, the way that we criminalize uh, black folk, like these bigger laws and these institutions are founded on people's opinions and what people think about other people. And so, you know, having those opinions is something that is one thing, but the power put behind those opinions is a whole other thing. And I think that that's something, you know, worth considering that opinions are not inconsequential. Like mm -hmm. if more people have these opinions and if people in power have these opinions then those opinions get put into very, um, you know, tangible and solid legislation, institutions and all of that, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly mm -hmm. like, exactly it and you kind of like hit the yeah. nail on the head there like i feel like if you know a, a lot of people um like there's just so much power behind opinion and and i think what happens often and, and you know i hate to to um kind of bring COVID into this but i will yeah. um i think we've seen it a lot here um simply because like opinions have become you know misinformation and misinformation has stopped a lot of people from being vaccinated or, or taking care of themselves or, you know, wearing masks even and or washing their hands, things that should have been really happening anyway. So um, it, it's it's ex exactly what you said. I mean, we 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 see it every day. It's like the the number one division between us right now is um, really just comes down to like opinions. And it's like opinions of, um, you know, very powerful people, um, opinions of like medical personnel and and people who literally go to school for this and who actually know, um, you know, the, the, the facts behind everything. Totally. Um, and then opinions of like the public and different sides of the public. Um, and you know, it's almost like sometimes like whoever yells the loudest gets yes. the spot, you know? Totally. And I think a huge aspect of it too is, you know, I think for a while now there's been this pattern of, um, equalizing opinions. And I think this happens a lot in the media in general. Mm -hmm. where for the sake of being like, we want to showcase two different sides of the story and we want to give everybody equal ground to say their piece. It's like, well, are you really, are you making things as equal as they can be? Because right. for example, if I'm debating, I don't know, a marine biologist, you know what I mean? And I say, mm -hmm. you know, I think whale's a fish. And they're like, no, whale's a mammal. Like those are two opinions and I can fight, you know, all that I want, uh, you know, for my point, but at the end of the day, a marine biologist is going to have a more valid opinion or not even opinion, a take based on evidence and based on mm -hmm. facts than I am. So just to extend that metaphor, you know, who has more, whose opinion 
has more validity. Somebody who is an immunologist who has worked with vaccines for a very long time, who understands, you know, pandemics, has worked with pandemics before, or me, <laughs> who doesn't know anything. And, and I think a big thing that comes, just to ex even extend that point further, uh, um, um, a big topic in terms of opinions is also humility and understanding right. when your own opinion is not necessarily the most valid one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing. And, and that humility is what, you know, divides people who are, you know, loud and wrong and people yeah. who are just wrong. Um, I think that, you know, I've had experience in my own life of like being loud and wrong. Um, but it's, it's rare simply because I, I am okay with being wrong. I just hate being wrong loudly. I don't want to give my opinion if my opinion is going to be wrong. And like, I mean, you know, this, most of my friends know this, like mm -hmm. I'm an avid Googler. I will Google <laughs> every single fact sure. that comes to me before I've made a decision on something. And not to say that Google is the end all be all because obviously it isn't, but, um, you know, obviously, there's a there's a, a wealth of information that you can find on Google. And I like to at least, you know, quote, unquote, do my research before making decisions about, um, about things and having opinions about things. And I feel like um, that's not the case for everybody. And um, yeah, some people are okay, are, are, are comfortable being loud and wrong, because they don't know that they're wrong. And they aren't willing to um, they aren't really willing to move on that because people get really stuck in this, like, I deserve an opinion and I have a right to an opinion that um, their focus often, I feel like, becomes that more so than, like, what's yeah. actually being said. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I actually, I I disagree with you that I, I do think actually a lot of people who have misinformed opinions, they actually do a lot of Googling. <laughs> right. But I, I think a lot of the times... Um, the information gathering that they do is through a very specific lens. So if I Google, you know, sure. even, even bringing it back to like the measles vaccine, all these other vaccines and like Jenny McCarthy, like if I Google do vaccines give kids autism, right. Mm -hmm. I can find 90 results that say, no, they don't. But if I find one that says yes, you know, that's the right. lens through which I'm making the Google search in the first place. So right. yeah, I think another aspect to take a look at is just like critical thinking and how that affects opinions. And that's right. not to say that people who are, you know, who have, you know, who are anti-vaxxers, for example, I'm not saying that they're not critical. I'm saying that a lot of the times the information that we look at, we need to decide who is putting that information out, uh, what qualifications they may have or may not have um, on the mm -hmm. topic in question. Um, and that kind of goes with, you know, everything outside of vaccines, mm -hmm. also with vaccines. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, by all means, listeners, this is not a vaccine episode. This no. is not, <laughs> yeah. really, but we, you know, we, we talk about it because it's something that's so obviously so current and in our face. Of course. Um, but, you know, this, this is a really big topic again across, you know, millions of different um, channels. I think that you're right. You're right. Um, when, it, when, when you talk about, you know, people gathering that information. Um, and it's all about like the lens that you're going through. And you think about it, like, if myself and like an anti-vaxxer or myself and like a racist or like myself and like a misogynist, you know, Google's a question about that topic, um, about any of those topics, we're going to get the same results. You know what I mean? If we, if we put in the same sentence, the same keywords, we're going to get most likely get the same results, right? 
Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a matter of like, what fits your narrative? You know, what, like you said, it's that it's, you know, 90 to one, if if they can find one or anyone really on any side of anything finds one, that's often what they'll, they'll run with. Um, Which is just wild to me because um, one is probably not enough. (laughs) and also you know who is that one um why do their results differ from other people's um and i i also don't think there's anything wrong there's nothing inherently wrong with questioning um who the authority figures are in that regard i think that that's actually a part of critical thinking Mm -hmm. it's just about information filtering and kind of right you know like i think a lot of people are really good at information gathering i think there just needs to be maybe a little bit more focused on filtering um but yeah it's very interesting it is and and i think like sourcing is like the biggest part like where are you getting your facts from because yes like don't tell me that you you know read this article that you got from like Fox News, you know, because I'm probably going to say, like, what lens was that article written in, you know, or written from? Like, what was the what what narrative did that come with? Like, what exactly? You know what I mean? That that yeah. I might question that more. And obviously, that goes just for the same for anything like super liberal or you know, like you're of gonna course, you should yeah. question it, right? You should definitely question it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if like you know the like medical community or you know um, like so just somebody who is is actually you know specializes in and has done you know thousands of more readings than me and you know has degrees and et cetera et cetera like it doesn't matter how much information gathering i've done it doesn't matter how many sources trusted sources i believe in um you know i i have to be okay with my opinion being wrong because somebody who is more qualified than me you know speaks to it and and might have more information or might have a different um a different way that they view the information just because they have the actual knowledge and tools and resources to back it up in a way that like me and my little pal Google just, just unfortunately can't have and don't do, you know? Totally. Totally agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I love that we talked about that, but I really want to spend a little bit more time talking about like um, what I kind of think like the juicier part of opinions are. And of course it's important to talk about like how opinions affect like public policy, you know, and how they affect laws and things like that. But um, let's kind of bring it down to like that day-to-day aspect, you know what I mean? In our day-to-day lives. For um, sure. let's talk a little bit about how opinions affect us in our day-to-day. Like, do you think that, um, why do you think that so many people, regardless of like our attitudes of being like, oh, I don't care what people think, or, you know, I live my life for me and all those things. Um, why do you think people still operate from a, a, a place of, um, allowing opinions to kind of like nap? like navigate their lives and, 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 um, you know, a lot of time opinions become our identity. Why do you think that is? Yeah. I mean, well, first and foremost, I think it's something that can't be helped. I think when people say, um, I don't take anybody's opinion seriously, this and that, there is like a level of, you're a little bit lying to yourself because we all inherently do in one way or another, but I think even bigger than that, this negative connotation of, you know, opinions don't affect me. And if they affect you, then you're, you know, weaker, less capable, or just like a follower, whatever the case may be. Right. I don't think that that's true. I think a lot of the times opinions can be really beneficial and can kind of give us a larger sense of how we're doing and um, how we relate to others as well. Um, I use (laughs) like my little metaphor is, you know, if I, if I cook um, a dinner for 50 people, Mm -hmm. And let's say I cook a chicken and, you know, 49 people are telling me you really don't know how to cook. 
that's good for me to take in. If I respond right. to that and I'm like, I don't care what anybody thinks, like I don't care about anybody's opinion, I'm going to continue to cook bad chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I if I respond to that, to those opinions, you know, that that's good. Maybe I'll take some, you know, cooking lessons right. and I'll stop making dry chicken. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. It's, opinions are essentially um, how we receive feedback uh, from the world and how mm -hmm. we're able to grow accordingly. Right. Yeah. Do you, so that on that same note, then do mm -hmm. you believe, um, so like, I agree with you. I, I agree that yeah. opinions can be really productive. Um, they have the potential to be really valuable and really like help shape um, people's like fine tune people's crafts and stuff, you know, totally, totally. Um, that being said, do you believe that um, people should allow opinions to, um like change their identity like so we kind of know we already operate that way right to an extent and like right. we know that feedback can be good but like say okay maybe i'm cooking and um maybe i'm a horrible cook which is like not true i'm like such a great chef um but <laughs> say i'm like oh <laughs> say i'm a horrible cook right and um and you you know you guys friends keep telling me, hey, you're actually really trash at this, right? right? But I know I'm so passionate about it. I'm so bad. And maybe I can't get it right. But like, I love it. You know, should I now stop cooking? Because the opinion of others has been like, you're actually really bad at that. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or singing, for example, like, I don't think people should not post singing videos because they're bad singers. You know what I mean? I think it sucks that like, public opinion happens. And people, you know, when you put things on the internet, people are, it might be mean. But like, if you're passionate about something, you should continue to do it, you know, and it shouldn't be reliant on an opinion. Right. Totally. Um, but like, think... you know, Go ahead, yeah. Oh, okay. The, the gray zone is like exactly that space of like, okay, so at what point, where's the divide there? You know what I mean? Like how much, how many, what do we actually take in? What do we absorb? And what do we let go of? Because we know we, we live in a society and we're in a society, baby. We live in a society, baby. <laughs> and and regardless of how you know carefree we believe we are, mm -hmm. um, we fall into like behavioral patterns that prove that we do, you know, we do care about the, the opinion of people around us. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that that's a great point of again, how much weight do we put on people's opinions? But right. also how do we react after opinions? Because you know, if five people told you that you know you're not a good cook. Um, there's kind of two ways that you can go about it. You can just decide, Hey, I'm never going to cook again, even though this is something that I really love, mm -hmm. or I can accept that to be good at anything, I'm going to have to be bad at it first. And right. I'm going to take the feedback and I'm going to use it as an opportunity to continue to learn, maybe take cooking classes, maybe cook alongside someone I know who that can cook really well, you know, yeah. it's not, it, it is about weighing people's opinions because I don't think that you should let everybody's opinion right on in and that's why we choose our trusted circles uh who mm -hmm. are going to give us feedback based on our growth and our benefit and not um for the sake of belittling us but on top of that we also have to say okay now that i have gotten this critique how am i going to react how if this is something i'm really passionate about am i going to let this discourage me or am i going to take this as an opportunity to you know become better and become the best version of myself and a better yeah. or cook or yeah anything. yeah no, and I think that has a lot to do with self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it does come down to like self-worth and where you're at with your like self-worth journey, right? You're probably a lot more likely to take someone's opinion um, and kind of allow it to discourage you if you're in a 
you know, not, not so good place with that versus if you're, you know, really confident in your self-worth, you're probably more likely to um, take that positively regardless. I think it comes down to like, you know, regardless of your self-worth level, it comes down to probably like um, how something's being communicated to you. You know, I think opinions, a really big part of opinions are like how they're being communicated um, and like your intention behind communicating an opinion which kind of brings you back to like the conversation that um, Ashley and I were having a few weeks ago on here about like brutal honesty and when it's like necessary yeah. and, you know, about how you communicate it. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about something else that you said earlier um, mm -hmm. when you mentioned the fact that people will oft often, you know, kind of act as though they're like holier than thou if they don't, if they don't um, care what people think and, you know, default to like, you must be weaker or you must be, you know, have a self-worth issue if you do care about people's opinions. Right. And, it's wild to me because um, recently I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I was telling her um, a story about something and I was like, yeah, and it's just really crazy because I think that he thinks that I don't care what people think, but, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now. And she's like, well, I do want to say, like, kind of in his defense, like, if there's any of my friends that I, I honestly believe, like, they, they live in a way where they don't care what people think, she's like, I would say that to you. Like, I've never really seen you, like, falter because of people's opinions and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that I don't care what people think. You know what I mean? Like, I do live my life in a very um, specific way to like how I want to live it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm blessed enough to have that type of um, confidence, that type of support. Like, and and I and I don't really allow people to like people's opinions to change the way that I move or the way that I act or the way that I am. But like that being said, like I do get, care what people think, and I do ask people that I'm close to like for their opinions on you know small decisions in my life, simply because I I. I do care. I want positive feedback. I want people to have positive opinions about me. Like I want people to like me. I want people to all those things that, and then, and I feel like that's normal. I think that's human. And I'm, and I'm, I'm almost, you know, it's kind of weird to say I'm almost flattered that she thought that about me. You know what I mean? That yeah. she, that she thinks that about me, that she thinks that's like, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I am quite flattered about it. Um, but it's also just like not true about me. And I think for a long time, I wanted that to be true. And I, and I do want that to be people's perception of me, but it, yeah. it's not true. Like I, I do care and my feelings do get hurt and um, it might not, I might not falter and I might not change my behavior or the way that I live my life. But like internally, I'm still, um, I'm internalizing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think you've made like a lot of great points using that analogy because I think there's multiple things to kind of break down. I think one of the biggest things is, for me, my my, the, I also consider myself a very confident person, but that wasn't always the case. And I feel mm -hmm. like when it wasn't the case, I would let everybody's opinions of me just, I would internalize them in the most negative way. So I, right. I would let, I would, you know, if somebody thought I was bad at something, that was that, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I would drop that that's over because it, it, if it, it, if it threatened any part of my identity or any part of my self-worth, then I would shut it down, shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when you start gaining that confidence and that self-worth, a lot of the times you're like, well, now I have to, you know, not care about anything that people say. And I have to not let anything break me down or not let anything in. Right. And I think a lot of the times that's just the natural reaction mm -hmm. to that original you know, insecurity that you had around other people's opinions. Yeah. I think even when you go almost a step further and you become 
even more whole and even more sure of yourself, you you start saying, hey, I can actually let <laughs> some people's opinions <laughs> in without it, you know, killing me every time or, or making me question everything about me every time. Yeah. Um, a really good example is there, there was a point where I, I would say things like, you know, I just say it how it is. And if people can't take it, well, that's their problem. That's not mine. Right. And if somebody were to say to me, you know, like you're coming off like kind of bitchy, like <laughs> this is not a good way <laughs> yeah. of communicating things, I would be like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to change. And now I'm at a point where I'm just kind of like, no, yeah, that's that's meaningful feedback, especially if it's coming from a person whose opinion I really trust. Yeah. You know, if it's coming from you, a person who I I trust that you have my best interests at heart. I trust that you want me to be a better version of myself. And, mm -hmm. and you're saying that to me from a place of, hey, you're better than this. Or I know that you can be better than this. Or, hey, maybe here's a blind spot that you haven't noticed. Then right. all of a sudden, even if there is a part of me that's like, ouch, that hurts a little bit. <laughs> there's a much bigger part of me that, that comes from that, you know, whole sense of confidence and, and self-worth that says, okay, I've let this person in my life and I trust this person. So let me take what they're saying into consideration and try to grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of people's opinions who I still say, think, you know, I'm not listening to you. I don't know you. I know that mm -hmm. you have my best interests at heart, or I don't know if you have my best interests at heart, but I'm not going to take what you say, you know, to heart. Right. Um, and then there's a lot of people who I say, yeah, you know, if you're saying it, it, it means something. Mm -hmm. And I have to trust you and I have to trust that I'm able to internalize it without letting it break me down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's like the biggest part of it. I think I was really um, similar to you in my past yeah. where I, I, um, you know, if I didn't, if I, I, I've always been really hard on myself. So already, mm -hmm. like if I didn't feel not only, you know, did I feel not good at something, if I didn't feel perfect at something, I would put it down. You know, totally. And um, someone who didn't even have to say something bad, someone could just not say something good. Yeah. And I was like, I will never do this again. You know, what I mean? yeah, <laughs> like, totally. you know, and then maybe that's a trauma response to other things in life. Um, but it's 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 how I was. And it took a long time for me to be OK with not being perfect. You know what I mean? And like creating things and like being OK with not being perfect, especially because a lot of the time, like, you know, we know perfection is obviously the objective. And in uh, I was the person, I'm usually the person who's criticizing myself the most heavily compared to, you know, other people. So I just feel like, um, yeah, I, I think that it just took also till I got like older to be like, mm, actually, instead of just taking in people's opinions or whatever, there needs to be that place of, um, as you mentioned, like, what is their what is what do they have me in their best interest? It does is their opinion right now because they care for me and they want me to live a better life or is their opinion because they want to like tear me down or hurt me in some way. And yeah. it's like, now that I'm able to um, kind of discern that a little bit better, yeah. I feel like I can have, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to live like a like pretty confident life. Cause I'm like, well, if you, you know, if my mom says something like, I know my mom has my best interest at, at heart, you know? And right. even if she said something that maybe her opinion, like hurt my feelings, like I can tell her that like her opinion hurt my feelings, you know, yes. or, and, and most of the time she's like, well, that's what it is. Like, I'm like, okay, damn. But it's my mom. <laughs> she's saying something because she, not because she wants to hurt me because she loves me and she wants me to be better, you know? For sure. But then, you know, if somebody that I'm not very close to has an opinion about me, I'm like, 
um, sorry, like you literally don't even go here. Like, why would you, you know, I've had people, um, and I'm sorry if I'm going to call you out right now and no, if you're listening to this podcast, but like I've had people, not you. <laughs> no, you're great. I love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> Guys, you're literally incredible as a friend. Um, no, not you. Not, you know, there's been people like on my Instagram who've randomly like pull up in my inbox and I'm like, hey, I liked you with like this hairstyle better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, did I ask you? Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I literally do not remember the moment that I've, I asked you. Um really? You know, or other things that people have like just out of nowhere pull up and like gave me feedback about that I've been like I like love you and I, again yeah. like it's not to be an an, an a word you know I don't know I'm acting like I don't swear um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> an a word I'm like should I bleep it um, but like <laughs> you know it's it's a matter of just like getting older and realizing that like you know there was a time where maybe somebody telling me that like a different hairstyle on me you know would actually make me want to have that hairstyle again. I would morph into different people, you know, based yeah. on opinions, like, yeah. and, and I would listen to music. I didn't really like that much. And I would like, I just, just do all these things that like, just weren't necessary. You know what I mean? Totally. Because, because people's opinion had me like questioning my identity yeah, a lot when I was younger, you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, I feel like, yeah. um, I feel like I'm just, I'm just happy to be in a place now where like, that doesn't like mess with me. But I, I don't want to say it's easy because it takes a lot. And I would never knock somebody down for like caring what people think or, you know, any of those things, because it's just it's so inherent. And it's we, we don't have a choice. It's every single day like we're being, um, you know, kind of groomed to believe these things that, of, you know, from all different angles that we're almost I feel like almost left questioning, like who we really are, you know. Absolutely. And I, I think that's that part of the problem, especially in the scenario that you've outlined, is when is an opinion warranted, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the times, things the, the same piece of advice or the same opinion can come from two different people and mean extremely different things. Even, mm -hmm. if, you're, even if one person's intention is, you know, totally good and pure and there's nothing malicious about it, uh, there's still, there's a time and a place. And I think that's something else that I have learned <laughs> along the way because there were definitely moments where I have given my unwarranted opinion right. on things that even even if I really if I meant them you know in the most beneficial way it, it just it doesn't come off that way because of the position that I was in. So I think right. if you were asking a trusted friend, hey, I, I'm thinking about doing this with my hair, what do you think? There, versus somebody DMing you and being like, you need to I liked your hair better when it was like this. There's very solid differences between those two approaches. One, exactly. you did or did not ask. Two, you are or are not trusted. Um, three, I do or do not know you. Like, <laughs> and, and that's just bottom line. And so um, even if both of those people, the person that you asked and the person that you didn't, really do, even if they had the exact same opinion, and they said, you know what, your hair looks better when it was like this instead of like this. Right it's two very different approaches and it's two very different results. And it just, yeah, and two it is very different positions. Is, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So unwarranted opinions are definitely, it's just that it goes back to, there's a time, there's a place. And, you know, sometimes you're just not in that time or that place. So. Right. We see all the time with like very straight people that are not allies and right. like the, the, like the gay community and, and the way that like people will, um, I mean, we, we see like the second you talk about pride, how many straight people say to you like, 
oh my gosh, like, why don't we have a straight parade, like a straight yeah. pride parade? And it's like, well, you don't need yeah. that. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's, it's not because you believe that is your right to have that opinion. Doesn't, doesn't mean that you have the right to express that opinion to, or to, to the point that even like, like, I don't care. Obviously people say it. I'm like, yeah, you're dumb. Like, do I need to explain this to you? No, mm -hmm. because you have access to Google. Yeah. Um, but like, there's this, there's, there's again, like this weird divide there where like, they believe that like those people believe that they have the right to this thing. Even if it um, infringes upon somebody else's like rights. And I know okay. in this case, like, okay, straight people would be like, how would a straight parade, like, you know, infringe on anyone? Like we're just, and it's like, well, it's because you're, 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 um, you know, kind of, you're discounting like the gay experience, you're discounting the queer experience, you're, you know, trying to, it's like, it's like, I need you to understand, like, it's not a light thing. And like, pride doesn't, it's not just for us to like dance around all day. Like there's actual history behind this and what it means to our community. So like, <laughs> why would you need that parade also? Why, what, what do you have? Like, what is there to take pride in when you can like openly exist in this way every day? Exactly. Um, yeah, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent about that, no, but it made me I think, think about it. Great. Like, it's not, it's not, you know, I don't think that when it comes to like the right to express an opinion, that it's about um, equality. Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, I think there's two big things that I, I think are really important because I've had this discussion about freedom of right and everybody should have the right to express everything that they want to say. And um, there's this really good book. It's called Antisocial. It's by Andrew Morantz. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Love that. But he, he talks a lot about uh, freedom of speech online. Right. And there's this metaphor that he uses that I think is, is, is really useful in that regard. And it's, um, you know, if on Twitter we allow a quote unquote rampant use of freedom of speech. So we allow anyone to say anything, right? Mm-hmm. And that includes the bigots and, and the, you know, sexist, homophobic, racist, um, transphobic people from just like speaking out. Um, how much room are we leaving for people of color, for uh, women, for trans folk, for queer folk? Um, when let's say I want to say an opinion as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And I have 15 people in my comments telling me that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a that, like just calling me the most disgusting names, right. dancing, um, verbally abusing, um, threatening violence on me. What does that say about my freedom of speech? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it especially true for women of color and you know people in the trans community who are particularly affected right. by these uh, by these bigots. Right. If if right. what is what is more conducive to freedom of speech, making a space where people can discuss ideas back and forth. Or making a space where one group is allowed to essentially coerce and abuse people out of being able to, you know, discuss things. And I think another huge difference is I can't negotiate my gender, right? Mm -hmm. They can change their bigoted views are that, their views, their things right. that can change. I can't negotiate my womanhood. So right. if I have 15 people being sexist, you know, um, threatening violence on me, threatening whatever on me, Th there one person in this scenario has something that they can change and one person mm -hmm. absolutely does not. And so it's not even that, it's not even about a, a question of freedom of speech, it's about whose freedom of speech are we protecting when we're saying that, hey, 
everyone's allowed to say anything at any time. Is that the case? Is that what ends up happening in the real world? No, exactly. Yeah, so I I think that's definitely something um, to consider. And then the other point regarding things like, you know, white lives matter and straight pride parade and, you know, men's day, you know, all, all of these things <laughs> yeah. is they're, they're largely reactionary. So mm-hmm. I say that your opinion is based on a reaction of what other people are doing. You yeah. didn't feel, you, you didn't feel like you had to, you know, th- there's no inherent in pride parade, for example, you're not attacking straight people. There's nothing inherently attacking straight people. And exactly. yet straight people feel the need to defend something that is not even being attacked, which mm-hmm. is to say that their straightness is, you know, founded on queer people not expressing themselves, I think is the other thing as well. Right. So yeah. when you're, when you're think about where those opinions are coming from, think about what, you know, the, the reaction to, and what does that say about your opinion? Mm-hmm. that's also something to consider and i just that's want to a tangent too <laughs> no i love that i love we love tangents but that's such a good point like exactly what you just said like it's it's those things are often very reactionary and those those yeah. opinions are formed in, in a reaction to um those thoughts and feelings and the need to defend something um that isn't being attacked and again i mean you mentioned all lives matter like the, you know yeah. all lives matter didn't exist until black lives mattered and they're not um, even creative. Like use different no. words at least. It's like right. you know, blue right. lives matter, white lives matter, all baby, like, like baby. anything else. <laughs> <laughs> anything else. Come up with something original, baby. Um, but I think that black people are used to um, you know, people taking from our culture. So that's yeah. a whole <laughs> other <laughs> a whole other conversation. Absolutely. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like like it's just it's 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 weird when like opinions are reactionary because like like you said you didn't you didn't have that opinion before you felt like um you know you were you needed to defend something that wasn't being attacked um i think another thing is um you know i I don't think by me saying all of this like i don't think that you know anyone who disagrees with me should be censored (laughs) you know by by no means like But I do think that there there has to be a line for um, the way we communicate like opinions and the way that um, those opinions shape our world. And I just think it's something to reflect on. Absolutely. There's this really, I'm definitely not going to say verbatim because I just simply do not have that level of memory. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this quote that I, that I really like. Um, and I think it very much applies to opinions and freedom of speech. And it's um, recently become popularized for many of the topics that we have touched on. Um, but it says, your freedom to wave your fists stops at my face. Ooh, so, I know that one. You know that one. You heard of that one. Huh? <laughs> I think that was actually it verbatim. Like. Yeah. Oh, something like that, right? <laughs> something but, like that for sure. Yeah, but, but I think that that's exactly it. Um, you get to do what you want, but the moment that it starts like very tangibly harming people. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is grade two level analysis, but we're Turk people. <laughs> we're Turk people, babe. We're like, people. Y'all don't no, know. But, but yeah, no, um, the moment that your quote unquote opinions start infringing on other people's rights and other people's ability to express themselves and other, other people's identity in general, um, then you're infringing on other people's freedoms. And, and yeah. I think, something that people don't talk about is freedom to versus freedom from. We already have accepted that we don't have a lot of freedoms. I don't get to go out and just, you know, hit people in the head with a bat. 
Right. Because other people have the freedom to leave their house and, you know, expect to a certain degree that they're not going to get hit in the head with a bat. That's a freedom like from, I have freedom from violence. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously these are not, these are not freedoms afforded to everybody. And again, we see that with like black communities. We see that with indigenous communities. We see that with women as well and queer folk, trans folk, but those we live under at the very least a guise or at the very least some foundation that we all hope that we can leave the house and have freedom from violence. So, you know, that includes things like I should have freedom from knowing that somebody's going to come up to me and, you know, threaten me with some really horrible things or freedom from, you know, somebody coughing right next to me and you right. know, keeping their space for me. Uh, those are all freedoms from I should feel safe when I s- step out into the society that we're all a part of because we live in a society. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> live in a society. <laughs> freedom two are the freedoms that we're most familiar with. So freedom two is freedom to practice whatever religion we want. Freedom to, you know, um, apply for different jobs and, and drive a car and go to work or, or whatever it may be. Those are the ones we're most familiar with. But people, for whatever reason, always seem to ignore freedom from. <laughs> because yeah. I think we take a lot of them for granted. Right. But, um, but, but they're, they're things that, you know, keep us as a community intact. Right. Yeah. As a society. As a society. Um, <laughs> uh, literally. Um, anyway, honestly, this conversation has been so, so good. I feel like I am, even myself, like just hearing you say a lot of this, um, just like reminded me of um, of some things and like put something into perspective. Um, even just the way that I view people and their, um, their opinions or their reactions to opinions and all those things. Um. So I guess at the end of the day, the ultimate answer is like, yes, we believe that people deserve or inherently have the right to an opinion. It's a matter of of when they're being expressed, who they're being expressed to, and who they're being expressed from. Yes? Absolutely. And how much power is behind each of those opinions. Period. Period. Her. <laughs> nice. I love this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Huli, thank you for spending this time with me. I really, really appreciate having you here tonight. God, thank can, you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Can you tell the people where they can follow you? I will also be tagging Huli in the description, but where can they find you? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram if you'd like. I'm not super, super active on it, but it's at J-U-L-I.P-I-E, Huli.Pi. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Cute. We love it. Well, thank you again, Huli. I love you so much. And I really appreciate you for taking the time to be with me today. Yeah. But this has been cute. It has been fun. It has been nice. I will talk to you guys next week on episode five. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.